The Right to Ricky Sanchez podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook by using promo code RTRS. Brought to you by Adam Kasabi, the official realtor of the process at 302-864-8643. BodyBio, get 20% off anything at bodybio.com with code RTRS20. Big Barker Dog Beds, get yours at bigbarker.com slash Ricky. And Stateside Urban Craft Vodka with the uh, Black Label Bourbon coming soon. The official sponsor of the Corner 3 newsletter with Zoe, statesidevodka.com. On the show today, ESPN is once again ranking the top 100 players in the NBA, and we are up to number 11. So we'll go through the Sixers who are already ranked. Ben Simmons will appear on JJ Reddick's podcast on Thursday, and there's a Mm. clip out, which we will have to play. And process enemy Andrew Sharp joins us to talk about his new career as a podcaster with his tech podcast that he named after himself. Yikes. <laughs> Before we get going, uh, I need a, a count of how many Bark in the Park shirts we are we need. So if you're going to join the team to help us support Providence Animal Center and raise 50 bucks to get this shirt, please join this week. You can do it at rightstorickysanchez.com. Remember, supports Providence Animal Center. We thank our sponsors, Mortgage CS and L.L. Pavorsky and Briggs Auction and Body Bio and DraftKings. We're all supporting it. And remember, you can sign up for South by South Brett, which is the return of Fly the Process as we go to Austin and San Antonio in February. It's going to be great. You can sign up at rightstrickysanchez.com slash fly. Without any further ado, Amos and the chef. Welcome to the Rights Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Eskin, along with a guy who is the only person on this pod to have his former roommate on the pod with him. That is one Mike Levin. We we should do it. Just a laundry list of your former roommates. See if there's any, <laughs> any, any issues that you guys have had together. That'd be fun. I, listening to you do the the intro to the podcast with all the stuff you were saying, it does sound like you, when you step back and listen to it sometimes including like South by South Brett yep. South by South and all, Brett the, really and all the things are just like, this is a, this is a caricature of what we've been doing for nine years. Sure. <laughs> this is someone making fun of, this is someone doing an impression of what we've been doing for nine years. Well, let and me assure you, Mike, it's been a caricature the entire time. That's true. Doing this. That's good. And that's, so, that's good to know. Be clear. <laughs> that gives me peace of mind. Andrew Sharp joins us of the greatest of all talk podcast and his new podcast, which he named after himself and we'll get to shortly. Welcome, Sharp. Before we get going, I I figured before we we really dove in, we would start it with some AV, a, a, a one minute, 30 second piece of video that was released on the internet just two hours 
before we started the pod. Um, CJ, could you premiere this video? Part of, part of our shared experience, besides being teammates and getting to compete together and being in a lot of big games together, was was playing Philadelphia. Yeah. And and I have spoken uh, about my love of the city of Philly and how much I enjoyed playing there in front of those fans. It, that's not to say that it's always a perfect environment. It's a very oh, yeah. tough place to play. Do you feel like the the lack of shooting, the non-shooting was magnified because you were in Philly? Uh, people in Philly just want to have something to say about <laughs> fucking anything, man. Like everything, like literally everything. You know, I post a picture of a fucking car or a dog. I got reporters saying you should be in the fucking gym. Like, come on, man. But yeah, for sure. Philly is obviously a, a, a sports city. Um in my experience, playing there was incredible. Like for the most part, it was incredible. I had a great time. Like the fans are unbelievable. Um, I still have an apartment there, so I do own some real estate in Philadelphia still. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I feel like I'm part of Philly still. But um, yeah, it's, it's just unique. Like even being in Brooklyn now, it's it's completely different. Like this is a different experience for me. And and you know, I value just that time I did spend in Philly because. You know, I was able to learn and grow um, in that city. And I got friends for life there. I got my brother lives there. Like, I got family there. Um, so, yeah, Philly's great. I don't I think people have, like, a, a thought that I think that, that, that I hate it. As always, thank you for listening. There we go. Ben Simmons will be on JJ Reddick's podcast, The Old Man and the Three. My favorite part of it is that shit-eating grin and him basically being like, Fuck everybody there. They have an opinion about everything, but it was a great learning experience for me. And it is a sports city, which is the quote of the year. <laughs> Why are they in a kitchen? <laughs> Why are they, are they, what is, are they making pasta behind them? What, what is going on? Thank you, CJ, for putting the kitchen back up on YouTube. Why are there so many bottles of wine behind them? Or is there going to be like a like an operating functional Italian kitchen behind them during this podcast? Like, what is what is the choice there? Sharp, do you know Tommy? Uh, I do not know Tommy, but he okay. seems to know everybody in the entire world. He does. And I, I've never met him, and I have nothing against him aside from the kind of person he is and <laughs> the, how many people I know of, of, of him in my business. Look, I just have such Im you mean the immense you, disregard you, you, for this kind of person. When you say this kind of person, you do mean, and I don't know him, but I have met like the certain kind of like millennial Connector. age. Yeah. I know like, these people. I'm like, what, what purpose do you serve aside from like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm rich naturally, <laughs> organically for no reason at all. And I have famous friends and I connect my famous friends to other famous people. And I'm just like here now I'm like on screen talent and I'm wearing a backwards hat. Like what is, what is going on? I feel bad about it, but I look at Tommy and anybody who is that connected and doesn't have any discernible skill, I right. automatically distrust. Like, I don't know what he's up to behind the scenes, but I, it 100%. feels a little sketchy to me. A hundred percent. Just making promises out here. Just making promises. Like, yeah, we got that. I can get that. I can get those guys. <laughs> I can get a real functioning Italian kitchen. I'll get them to close it down while we do this, <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> Does, What's going on? Like a commercial kitchen. It looks like a commercial. There's only red wines behind them. They're drinking a white wine. It's it's baffling. The whole all the choices. There's so many pizza boxes. What what is what is what is the choice? Like they're just going for a vibe, like a pointless vibe. It's 
it's not a tough place to play Philadelphia. I can understand why some people think it might be, but it isn't. It, it, uh, the fact that he didn't shoot wasn't magnified by the fact that he was in Philadelphia. It was magnified by the fact that he's a professional basketball player, I think, was the biggest problem between the two. And mm-hmm. you you have to see the video as every time he says something which appears to be complimentary, he is smirking like a dickhead. <laughs> I just, I can't wait to fucking hate this podcast. I can't wait till our next pod where we can play clips from it, quite honestly. True <laughs> story be for you. Before this podcast, like 10 minutes before, I ran upstairs and was rifling through boxes of old clothes because I wanted to wear my Ben Simmons shoot a three coward shirt. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even realize we'd be talking about Simmons. I thought it'd just be kind of a fun throwback. Unfortunately, I think I've lost that shirt. But as far as what they were saying, the one reaction I have that's semi semi serious is when he's talking about not shooting like the problem ultimately was bigger than like not shooting threes like toward the end he was just sort of a a shell of himself and wasn't attacking at all so Mm -hmm. it's not like everyone in philadelphia was like oh god this will never work if you don't shoot threes like the final year or two of his career on the Sixers was legitimately really weird because he just was like half as aggressive as he had been even as a rookie. And like, I don't know how you solve for that. I I feel bad for him at this point, but if you, if he's trying to make this out to be like, Oh, you can be great if you don't shoot threes. Like that's true, but you have to do other basketball things that he just wasn't doing toward the end. Yeah. As the, as people got further and further in their corner and then eventually like started switching sides to be like more anti-Ben, he disintegrated and stopped doing some of the things he was good at. You can look at hit like watch, which I have when I'm an extremely, when I'm down extremely bad, watch <laughs> some of his summer league tape. And it's like, he's doing stuff. And then try to remember him doing that stuff over the last couple seasons. And he, he doesn't. Whether that's shooting from mid-range or whatever, or just like hitting a spinner or just like being aggressive in any way, aside from there being like one or zero guys back. Like he just stopped doing the things he used to do. Um, and I don't think that that's Philadelphia that caused that. And yeah, like for sure, Philly generally has a ton of opinions. That's not a, <laughs> that's that's not something well, that we can argue with, but like, no one, if if like Montrez Harrell posted a picture of like a car or a dog, no one would be like, work on your like floaters. It's the fact that he wasn't doing the thing that he had. To, he stopped doing those things and became like Doc Rivers level stubborn about it. And, and then is blaming other everyone but himself for it. Yet yeah, not to be Mr. Philly or anything here, but but I. Nobody, when they talk about it being a tough place to play, nobody also talks about it. Well, some people do in in this case, talk about like how awesome it is when you do a good thing and when they support you and when you have them on your side, how they can- I think JJ talks about that. Well, how they can stay on your side even through it. Like Pat Burrell had one of the worst seasons I've ever seen. He had like 205 or something. And I remember people being behind him the entire time. And, And I think once you win them over- I think it is it is like a um, like they're they're yeah, they're with you. So I yeah. it's it's just like it's just 
the entire thing is so annoying. And Markel and, is an example of that, even though yes. he had everything that was going on. Yeah. And and as noisy as it is, like he's like I Brooklyn's a completely different thing. I and with all due respect to the Brooklyn Nets, who I work with at WFAN and our partners and respect a great deal. The, the, the there's no like he thinks it's completely different because nobody is paying attention to him in in New York yeah. right now. He also like hasn't the Nets, nothing. The Nets you know? do not have fans, so it's a, he also hasn't played. Kind of a, <laughs> yeah, he hasn't played. There's no be a fan of what. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Before we get to uh, Sharp's new pod, um, I told Sharp, I said, we're going to do it live. You're going to be there for the spots. Um, Sharp, you bought a house, right? You're a homeowner? Yep. Um, Adam Kasebe is our official realtor. You should have bought a house from him. Uh, K-S-E-B-E is how you spell his his last name. He and his team exist out of Long and Foster in Bethany Beach, Delaware. They specialize in Delaware Beach real estate, which is if you want a shore home, you're not going to go to Jersey where the taxes are high. No, 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 no. You want to go to Delaware where the taxes are low and the shore is just as good. Whether you're in Rehoboth or Lewis or Dewey or um, Bethany Beach, Kasabi and his team will help you out. And right now, there's not a lot of inventory right now. There's not a lot of homes. There aren't. You need somebody who knows what they're doing to make sure that you're knowing about these houses before anybody else does. And that's what somebody like Kasabi will do. By the way, they have all of Delaware covered. They have all of Maryland covered. And if you want to buy or sell a home in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, wherever it is, you don't have a realtor, go to Kasabi. He will interview realtors until he finds the exact right one for you and pass you off to that realtor. He's a fine, fine, fine person. And I am glad to have him as a sponsor. We, uh, anyone who has dealt with Kasabi has, um, has been thrilled, at least through us. Maybe somebody else didn't, but through us has been thrilled. 302-864-8643 is his direct sell. You can call him or text him there. 302-864-8643 or Adam at processrealtor.com. That is Adam Kasabi, the official realtor of the process. So Sharp, you've got a new pod. And I believe, have you, have you advertised that you are no longer, like you were a lawyer and you're not a lawyer anymore, I think, right? Officially? I am no longer a lawyer. That's correct. Wow. Well, I'm still a lawyer. I'm not a practicing lawyer anymore. If if I get sued, I'll represent myself. If you guys get sued, I'll I'll volunteer my services. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Preemptively. So, so you have a new pod called Sharp. I, it's it's insane in that it you would think it's a, sh- a play on words, but there's there's no play on words here. It's just your name and then tech. Mm. It's Sharp Tech. Uh, is it a, a, is a podcast about technology that you are developing? (laughs) It's not a podcast about my own technology expertise. Honestly, the concept for the pod is Ben Thompson is probably the best working tech journalist anywhere these days. Like if you want to understand how technology works and why it's important and and how it's changing society, Ben is the best you're going to find anywhere. And he he started Stratechery a long time ago. I've been a subscriber over there for like three or four years. And I now look forward to his articles like pretty much every day. And so he will be explaining how technology works. And then we're also covering how it's impacting the, the world and society. And, um, I have a lot of takes on that front. And so I think it, it's kind of cool because there's just not many 
podcasts out there that are like this, where there's like an ordinary smart person and then a subject matter expert going back and forth every time. Who's Which one are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I walked right into that one, but yeah. I, I do think that's what sets us apart. What a setup. What a setup. Well, what? Do you even like technology? <laughs> I lived with you for a year. I didn't see you doing anything like technologically savvy or interesting or cutting edge in any sense. Has that developed lately? What's going? What's up with that? It's a very fair question. I mean, I was wondering whether when we lived together, you noticed what a Luddite I am. Like in my mind, all the technology I need to enjoy my life had been invented by like 2008. Yeah, so you didn't even you wouldn't even use wireless headphones and subscribe to music streaming services. Yeah, not until this summer when I embarked on this new chapter of my life, my my career in tech journalism. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I I don't I don't care about like new products as much, new social networks. But I I so the podcast is not going to be like consumer tech. Um, like product reviews or anything. But again, tech is reshaping society in like a hundred different ways. And all of that is pretty fascinating to me. And I, I've texted Spike about it for, for years now with various rants. I I listened to the, I'm excited for, I listened to the one about artificial intelligence today. I'm just waiting for the for you guys to get comfortable and for your takes to start coming because mm. it was informative and i was like ah oh, that was interesting it was informative but i just i want i want the takes to start coming <laughs> and for you to irritate like the the reason i listen to grace of all talk is to hear ben Golliver irritated with you because of the takes and i'm just mm. looking forward to a tech version with another ben who is irritated with you because of your takes. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll get there. I mean, look, one of the reasons this is appealing is like tech is such an insular little universe where you have all these people who are hyper intelligent and fucking love technology talking to each other. And it's like a closed feedback loop. And so you get situations where like Facebook is throwing billions and billions of dollars into VR and everything. And there's no one around to be like, well, no regular person is ever going to wear those stupid fucking VR glasses. So this is kind of a waste of time. And um, I will be providing that regular person perspective and going back and forth on that front. Mm, regular person. We went, we went down from smart person. <laughs> regular smart person. But, you know, mm. we'll see what it turns into. I could be a dumbass. I'm not afraid to be a dumbass. That's so true. So, uh, well, congratulations on the pod. Um, I, and, and you can subscribe in, in any, you mentioned, um, this, the, the subscription, but you can subscribe to the pod. Like, how's the pod going to work? Goat is, is pay for, I, I listened to these for free on Apple. I know I, mm -hmm. I did today. How's that work? So we are going to be putting out one public episode per week. Um, and so everybody can listen to that free. And then we're also going to be putting out an additional mailbag episode later in the week and people can subscribe to get that extra episode. But honestly, they should subscribe to Stratechery. Like I, I'm not lying. I, I really do look forward to it as much as any other journalism out there. And if you subscribe to Stratechery, one of the cool things that we announced this week is that rather than raising prices, we are going to like everybody is going to get not only Ben's newsletter, but also our podcast, another podcast called Dithering and weekly interviews with tech CEOs. And so um, 
it's a really Ooh. good deal. So people should check it out and they can go to my Twitter if they want links and all sorts of extra information. I've got a pinned tweet there. Tech CEOs, maybe like the guy from Color Star. Sir Ooh. Lucas Capetian <laughs> would be a good one. That's tech. They have a metaverse thing, uh, color, color world, color star. So I have a couple questions. One point. Uh, is Alice, your wife, cool with you being a full-time podcaster now? Uh, she's supportive of it, yes. Because I, I hit a point in law where I wasn't, really loving it like I, I liked the people i worked with a lot but i did not love the work and it's particularly if i was going to be doing that for the rest of my life i think i would have been kind of a bummer to be around and so i'm having a lot more fun with this this new chapter here to be honest in a way i would be honest with you off the podcast that seemed like very predictable you're not uh, like a law guy. You're not like a get into the details and like <laughs> mundane, boring stuff. Like that's not, you're not like pouring over stuff. You're like, a, what is it? All right, it's probably fine. I don't need to know the rest of it. Like I was always surprised by this turn. It, it's a little bit fucked up how many friends have come to me after the fact and been like, oh my God, I'm so glad you're not a lawyer anymore. That never made any sense to me. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> yes. Well, I still have my law degree. I'm glad I did it, but I also am really excited to be doing this right now. Good. So my, I, other, my other question, oh, sorry, my other question is, is this podcast just more of a sort of a long game to like... <laughs> get up to Stanford and into like a talk with Hinky and like tell him, give him a piece of your mind kind of thing. Is this, is this what it's all building towards? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Sam and like Daryl Morey could also be a potential listener. I, I, if I mean, I Daryl's already on the podcast. He's already like calling in. You're waiting. He's just, yeah. just got to yeah. get, he's already there. Yeah. The door. We'll, we'll, we'll see what it turns into. All roads lead to a, a like Frost Nixon situation with me and Sam Henke. At Stanford. We talked, we talked about this before the podcast and about like why, you, how you became the enemy of this podcast. And it was primarily because we lived together and I was so, as you, as you put it, evangelical about the process and you were ignorant about it. And I just like, we like you were wrong. Like we, we can acknowledge that, that like that that's, very clear that that's the case as you see many teams and franchises doing that and the teams and franchises that pretty much continue to try to like you know previous iteration of the pacers even the pacers are now fucking going down the process road like <laughs> every team is realizing that this is the safest and easiest way to not become like the current blazers like we can mm. we can acknowledge that right like you're a big well, enough man now that you're out of law like you can tech reporter see, saying it straight like you could say that now first and foremost just looking at you on the screen here yeah I, i'm yeah. really glad that you got a haircut i think the yeah. last time i came on the ricky you looked like professor snape and you yeah very it out for very, very depressed it was you a look lot of... fantastic <laughs> Thanks, so buddy. i'm really thank happy you. to see you coming thank up you. in the world um thank you and as far as the process is concerned i was obviously fucking right like oh. demonstrably right like we were arguing in 2013 and people need to understand what i was reacting to in 2013 or maybe 2012 
you were under the impression that the Sixers would be contending for titles in like 2017, 2018 at like the outer limit. And so I was sitting there being like, mm, this probably isn't going to work. And it's not nearly as smart as everybody is making it out to be. And really, that was my biggest objection is that people were selling the Sam Hankey blueprint as this like revolutionary step forward sure. in team building. And I could not help but roll my eyes. I understood what he was trying to do. I wasn't like Marcus Hayes about it or something, yeah. but uh, I, de- I never thought it was that groundbreaking. I, I, in fact, don't disagree that it wasn't that groundbreaking, but because the people that you sided with were arguing <laughs> how bullshit it was, then it it be it everybody sort of cemented into their corners and it became like well this is just the easiest smartest thing to do and i think to your point about 2017 2018 and getting hurt two years in a row obviously lengthened that timeline some and then he got ran out of town so didn't really get to see the fruits of it but they were contending not you know not as much as we want because of you know some various Front office decisions after the fact, uh, <laughs> Deep but, <sigh>. but, but uh, you well, know, clearly they the, are, they have been a top 10 ish team in the league for the last five years because of, because getting Joel Embiid, even, even if many other things didn't work out. That's the best argument you have as someone who was wrong about the process is that if Sam Hankey had been retained in Philadelphia, they would not have managed the team in the most ham fisted way imaginable over the last like four or five years. It's been good since Daryl showed up, but like there were a lot of opportunities forfeited as they cashed in a bunch of chips for a core that wasn't quite good enough. And everybody could sort of see it as it was happening. Um, And it, definitely would have been managed differently by Sam Hankey. Although yeah, he for sure. it, it was just weird that you sided with like the agents of people that are like, he's got to sign some people to like $6 million contracts. Like it was just a weird thing to do because it's like, what's the, what's the goal of this shit? And it's not to like, please agents and backroom dealings and stuff. Although maybe that's what tech is about. I don't know. I'll, I'll listen to the podcast. <laughs> I'll hear about it. And it was just like, let's just cut the shit and get a bunch of picks and guys that could improve for cheap. And then hit some lottery tickets. I didn't and one hit anybody. I sided with not Mike in 2012. <laughs> that's that's, and that's fair. That's ultimately what it is. Consistent. Yeah. That's ultimately what it is. Yeah. I would love. You were upset because I was rooting against. I was rooting for Zaza Pachulia one time. There was one particular <laughs> night where Zaza won a game and the Sixers got a better draft pick out of it. And you were like, "This is bullshit. This, is, this shouldn't be elated. how it is." Yeah. yeah, Mike was elated and guaranteeing championships. Like every win, every down. loss, every win against <laughs> it, it all counted. Uh, I want to, we only have Sharp for 15 more minutes. And I, I, I just feel like I need to get some of his current Sixers takes because we have not had him on the pod in quite a while. I, he has not been on the pod in the Harden era, I, I don't believe. So I, I, I think that's important. Um, before we do, one more sponsor. Sharp, you like being healthy, don't you? You like health. Absolutely. Uh, Body Bio is our health sponsor. Body Bio is a, a supplement company right here or right there, down there in South Jersey. Um, Family owned, family operated, and they are fantastic. They have a new supplement, which we will be telling you about very soon. Just came out yesterday called Gut Plus. It'll be very important for Mike. Mike, uh, gut issues. So Gut Plus will be perfect for him. Stay tuned. 
ladies and gentlemen, as I will we say, tell you about that plot. I will say time. I had a long conversation with uh, with Mike from Body Bio oh, good. over text um, good. about my stomach issues. So well, he's supposed to, to send us gut plus, and I haven't it gotten good any. Good to have you? unload on that to someone I've never met. <laughs> just get really in the details <laughs> about that. But he shared his own stuff. So now we're now it feels like it's less even it's more of like a therapy situation where we're sharing, we're bonding as as uh, as men with uh, he, with with bad butts. Did he tell you about the shaved Brussels sprout salad? Uh, that he no, he, but he did, he did. We did talk no. about like, you know, non, you know, gr- not greeny, not raw greens. Right. Avoiding those generally. Uh, we love Body Bio. We will tell you about Gut Plus. This is Elite. This is for this is your 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 solution to being properly hydrated. It is not drinks with sugar or artificial sweeteners or artificial colors. It is simply this, which is simple electrolytes. That's all it is. You take a cap full of it, you put it in your drink in the morning, in the evening, and you will stay properly hydrated because hydration is not just about water. It is about the proper mix of water and electrolytes and Elite does it. This thing, I think this big bottle is only $8.99 and with RTRS20, which is the promo code, you'll get 20% off it. Go to bodybio.com, uh, text Mike, tell him about your stomach issues and, uh, <laughs> and they'll take care of it. So RTRS 20 at bodybio.com. Uh, we love you, body bio. So sharp top level, um, you know, you, you, the Sixers obviously lost in the second round last year to the Miami heat. They returned James Harden, Joel Embiid. They got PJ Tucker. They now have Daniel house. They have DeAnthony Melton. What is your, your, your top level opinion about the Sixers as a contender? Okay, so top level, big picture. I feel a little guilty because I look what the six I look at what the Sixers have done and I, I can't really argue with any of the moves. Like DeAnthony Melton's kind of a good idea. PJ Tucker also kind of a good idea. May average like four points per game, but will probably help them. Montrez Harrell, Daniel House. Daniel House, actually, people need to watch what Daniel House has been over the last couple of years. I don't think he's a good player who's going to matter whatsoever. But um, in general, I I can't argue with any of the moves they've made. And yet, uh, when you imagine this team in the playoffs, like I looked up Harden's numbers in the Heat series before coming on the show and he had 11 points in the closeout game. And that is much more than I expected. Like, <laughs> I, I remember him doing nothing in that game. And between him and all his weird bullshit that nobody could explain, which has been happening for 10 years straight, and then Joel Embiid, who we've yet to see run through the playoffs healthy at any point in his career, um. I just don't know how you can take this team seriously. Like it wouldn't shock me if they had the best regular season record and made it to the finals and cont- and really competed for a title. But this is like very much a wait and see situation. And particularly with Embiid, like he's got to go prove it before we treat him like he's Giannis. Mike, your thoughts. I mean, I think that's all fair. They haven't made the wow. fucking conference finals since 2001. I don't trust a goddamn one of them. So <laughs> let's I don't I don't trust the organization, I don't trust the building. Uh I don't trust the the people who make the jerseys. Uh I don't trust any of them. So do I well, think it's going to happen? Maybe. Is that because of my own issues? 
probably. <laughs> but can't argue with the single thing Sharp said there. All I know is that James Harden took less money because he's committed to winning a championship in Philadelphia. Yeah. Why do you think he took less money? Like, what, talk talk about, about that because we heard we heard Spike's feeling about that uh, over the months that it like uh, developed. What mm-hmm. what was your perspective on it appearing to look like he was going to do it so they could sign other guys and then him actually doing it? So. I've always assumed that this is sort of a, a Tommy Alter situation where <laughs> there are people behind the scenes who are promising him that he's going to be taken care of if he, you know, takes one for the team this offseason. Yeah, and, and you so, know I love that kind of guy. And that's for this in this kind of instance, that is what we need. We need more Tommies around to I mean, like supplement Michael and Rubin, circumvent. Man. He Michael Rubin is the best case scenario for Tommy Alter. It's definitely like a, a 10 year goal for Tommy. Um, and so that's my, I want to give Michael Rubin, but Michael Rubin did make his shit on his own. He did not have a, uh, it, he is not a product of a rich dad. So I want to be, be clear. Yeah. 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 Not but that he, I'm Mr. Michael Rubin or anything, but I do want to give him credit for you know, creating what he, what he has. I really know he, nothing about him except fanatics. And then he slides down water slides with Embiid, which sounds, <laughs> I guess, pretty fun. I know nothing else. Well, and, and he's this power broker behind the scenes who seems to know every superstar in the NBA. And I just can't really understand like where the magnetism comes from. <laughs> I, I don't know what he's bringing to the table in any of no. those relationships. Well, b- billions of dollars. Money. Yeah, it's got to be money. Yeah. That's Billion, what it is. Billions of dollars. He is like, he's sort of like where Tommy Alter got a, sort of like born into having NBA friends. It's like Michael Rubin. <laughs> I truly have it. no... I have no like, idea. I don't know Tommy's background either. I've, it's I've all never met to me. Tommy. He's probably fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure if we hung out, we'd have a great time. I'm sorry, to Tommy Alter. He would so, introduce me to like Ron Artest and like Diane Lane, and I'd be like, okay. All right. Like a, that sounds like a great night, though. <laughs> this is dinner. I, fine. We, we had a guy at one point before we before we started having ads on the pod that offered you remember the the guy who tried to like buy the pod remember Mike like wanted to pay oh, us yes. yeah yeah and that guy is, is similar to Tommy yes Alton. of course yeah Absolutely. It's the same the same world the same world I bet I actually sharp I bet you know that that guy um, because I I think he knows anyway so. Yeah. NBA, uh, ESPN was putting out NBA rank. I might as well, while we have Sharp for a little bit longer, we'll start at the top. I want to get everyone's sense of whether um, whether these are the correct ratings. So the highest ranked person, Embiid will be in the top 10. The top 10's not out yet. We could, Mike and I will guess where Embiid's going to be. Harden is 11, ahead of Kawhi Leonard and Carl Anthony Towns. Oh my God. Feels, it feels very weirdly high like exceptionally bizarrely high right for the people that are all everybody is very clear about their concerns with Harden and especially Harden in the playoffs and it feels almost like some sort of conspiracy that this those same ESPN people would rank him so high over Jimmy Butler and Paul George and the other guys you said, like Trey Young. He's way ahead of Jimmy Butler, Lillard, by the way. Yeah. Like just a very, it seems really, truly odd, odd stuff. 
you know what's seared into my memory with Harden is he had those first few weeks where he was awesome for the Sixers and everybody was psyched about what was possible. And then there was that game against the Nets where he just completely no-showed yeah. and was like sleepwalking through everything. And that was a, a big game for the Sixers. Everybody was fired up and he was just totally checked out in a like uncomfortably familiar way. And so yeah. I, I think there's like some psychological stuff there or something like there's baggage that he needs to work through in those moments. And for that reason, I don't know how you put him above Kawhi Leonard. Like Kawhi has injury questions, but like if I'm choosing between contending for a title with Kawhi or James Harden, I'm taking Kawhi like a hundred times out of a hundred. That's yeah. insane to me. Well, it was probably it, Philly is why he why he reacted like that. It was probably hard. It was probably <laughs> yeah. the Philadelphia fans. It is a sports city. As, as a sports city, absolutely. Yeah. It, it might just be like like they they were they have to be buying into the idea that like he just was he hasn't been healthy with the hamstring because even in those first couple of weeks that he was awesome for the Sixers when we got him and it was fun to watch like a good passer because the Sixers ha- hadn't had one and and you know. I mean, Ben was a good passer, but not as much on ball. Um, was he? He wasn't blown by anybody. Like he wasn't. Yeah. It, it wasn't yeah. like vintage Harden stuff. It was like the stepbacks were going in, and he was passing well and like operating in like a some like you know he's always been a good passer, but like just like controlling the tempo and the offense and like hit aheads and getting easy buckets. Like those are all helpful, but like he wasn't just like leaving anybody in the dust or like finishing very strong or anything. It was just, I think it was an adjustment for the rest of the league in the beginning maybe. too, is having the yeah. Sixers, having somebody who who plays like that. Yeah. Actually, and Sharp, looks good next to him and stuff too. Sharp. Last thing before you go, why don't we guess where Embiid is on this list? So my, my guess is the following will be ahead of Embiid. Giannis will be ahead of Embiid, Durant, LeBron, Curry, um, Luca will be ahead of Embiid. Jokic, Jokic. Um, so that's six. That would I think. Le- I think LeBron definitely will not be ahead of Embiid. LeBron probably will be because on the list. ESPN I think he has a weird ass relationship with LeBron and the Lakers, but he should not be ahead of uh, Embiid at this point in his career. So he he'll be seventh. Embiid. My my prediction is Embiid will be seventh behind those players. I can't think of anybody else who he'll be behind. So I'm sorry, Curry, Giannis, Luca, LeBron, KD, Jokic is six. I don't think they'll put Tatum ahead of him. Would you rather have Tatum? I don't want to do that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very responsible answer. A very responsible answer. I don't, I don't think Durant will be ahead of him. I don't think LeBron will be ahead of him. I think there's a chance that Luka's not ahead of him. And there's oh, a I chance think. that Curry's not ahead of him. Just oh, for I think stuff. I can't wait to see this. I think they'll all be ahead I, of him. I think definitely L- Jokic. I think definitely Giannis. Um, and then maybe, let's say, one of Steph or Luka. I'll split. I'll split. I'll split. I don't think there. you're accounting for how dumb the ESPN rankers are. Like these are not, um, they're not putting as much thought into it as you probably are with the Durant and bead comparisons and the, the LeBron and bead comparisons. Tommy Alter has a vote. I actually heard <laughs> <laughs> he bought his way into the NBA rank. Well, Go- Goliver was always a big 
rank guy. Yeah, because he yeah. did it for, for SI, right? The, he was the first, him and who was the guy? Rob uh, Mahoney. Rob Mahoney. And, and they yeah. were super thorough about it and had supported every ranking with like way too many advanced numbers and really put a lot of thought into it and um, probably spent an embarrassing amount of time on that exercise every year. Yeah. And I just, I have no idea how ESPN generates these rankings because there's always like, a bunch of crazy outcomes like the Harden ranking. Pretty crazy. Um, Sharp, do you have to go? I don't want to keep you if you have to go. I do have to go. All right. um, but it's really great to see you. All three of you, Spike, Mike, and CJ, you all have great facial hair. And um, <laughs> I think the Sixers are probably screwed. But I, uh, I look forward to following along with the pod again this year. Final question. Is it funnier for you? Is it better for you? If they're screwed, maybe they finish fourth, they lose in the second round and this all fizzles out. Or even though you would be wrong, is it more fun for you if they like win a title? It's more fun if they win a title. It's more fun if they make the finals. Even a conference finals would be good enough for me because we've watched them live the exact same story like seven years in a row at this point. And so I just like don't have the energy to go through those same <laughs> motions anymore. So Welcome like club. switch it up, man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Irish Maxi, uh, I'm putting all my faith in you because I don't trust MB to stay healthy and Harden is sort of a fraud, but uh, Maxi has been incredible and hopefully okay. will be better this year. Actually, last question, then you, then you can go. Do you think Doc liked those porn tweets, even the sloppy toppy one? Or do you think <laughs> that, that that was, do you think he got hacked? Like, I don't know. I, I sort of missed it. But from what I can tell, there was a wide variety of content being yes. liked. So <laughs> that to me signals that it wasn't one real human doing mm. it um, because it just, it, it was really all over the spectrum. Of, you couldn't uh, get a handle on, on taste is what you're saying. Exactly. If it was really him, it would be like more of a refined this is what I'm into. At least consistent. What I saw from right. the screenshots was totally incoherent. So yeah, I sure. do buy Doc's explanation. And Fat this is a great conversation topic for your podcast. I think. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think I'll bring it up. I'm about to go pod right now. Yeah. So As the I'll smart guy sure. on the podcast, I think you could bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> See you sharp. See you. All right, man. Take it easy. Uh, Andrew Sharp, who is a, uh, the, one of the original enemies of the, uh, enemies of the process and banned though. He's been on the podcast several times after yeah, being some bands are light. I do want to quibble with the, the, the Sixers have not fallen apart in the same way every year. They've, they've fallen apart yeah. in spectacularly different ways that all netted time. out to be the same thing around the same time. And yeah. I, and definitely the backup center position has been involved in heavily involved in it, but it has been different magnificent, uh, unique circumstances every time. The Phillies have fallen apart every year in the same exact way. Yeah, in September. That, the, that the is last clear. three years, four That years, has been yeah. very, very clear. But the, but the, but the Sixers, not so much. That, that's at least some, some level of variance in uh, what kind of weird poison <laughs> prize we get at the bottom of our, you know, fucking Sixers milkshake. Before we get to the rest, the rest of fat ass white girls backing it up, I think was right. the, the, yeah. Before we get to the, the rest of the Sixers in NBA rank, there's a, a few more before, you know, we'll, we'll have M the Embiid answer coming up. Big Barker, 
Therapeutic Dog Beds, our, our sponsor uh, this week or this pod on the Reiki. Big Barker's been with us for years. They are the truest dog bed, the realest dog bed, the only dog bed that will keep your dog healthier. Straight up. That's it. The only dog bed that will keep your dog healthier. Bigbarker.com slash Ricky. You go to bigbarker.com slash Ricky. You get the Big Barker dog bed with the process pup patches. You send us the photo. We put them in the process pup gallery. How does it keep your dog healthier? Well, it does it because it has been engineered to do that. It keeps your dog supported so your dog's joints stay healthier, stay looser. As your dog gets older, like the rest of us, you know, arthritis creeps in, the bones get a little older and you need that supportive uh, mattress. And that, that happens. You, you want to start that early. You don't want to do it when it's, it's never too late, but you don't want to wait too long. It's even good for young dogs. You know, when you're, if you're a young listener, you sleep on the floor, you sleep on a pillow. You tell me how your back feels, how your hip feels, how your knees feel. You need a real bed because you care about your dog. You love your dog and it's important. Bigbarker.com slash Ricky. You get the big Barker dog bed that's been proven by Penn Vet to make your dog healthier. Small dogs, got it. It's not just for big dogs. There's a Barker Jr. up to giant dogs. Uh, they have the, the extra large big Barker and it's beautiful. Looks nice in the home different colors, different styles, all that. Just check it out. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Uh, 10-year warranty. The foam doesn't flatten or they replace it for free. One year at home trial. If you don't like it, if your dog doesn't like it, you get a full refund and they'll even pay for the shipping. Handmade in the USA. Big Barker dog beds. Woof, woof. Um, I had some other players on here that were interesting, but why don't we keep with the Sixers for now? We'll get to the other players if necessary. So the next highest rated Sixer after James Harden is Tyrese Maxey at 44. Great. Tyrese Maxey at number 44 is ahead of the following players. Darius Garland, CJ McCollum, Demonis Sabonis, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, uh, Mikael Bridges, Jamal Murray, Jared Allen, and DeAndre Ayton. Wow. It feels a little strong. That's that's strong. Shea, yeah. Shea is wrong. Uh, Garland is probably wrong. Yeah. McCollum right now is probably wrong. I mean, Until he's you good, see he's it. He's good with the Pelican. I mean, if you're projecting forward, I guess, this season, I wouldn't, it would not, I mean. that He's not better than Jamal Murray. Yeah, I mean, coming back from injury, I guess, maybe is yeah. what they were thinking. Like, they didn't rank Kawhi last year, I saw. So uh. it might just be projecting forward. In which case, that 11 for Harden looks even worse. But Kawhi uh, wasn't even going to play last year. What? Kawhi wasn't, he, Kawhi, they didn't rank Kawhi right. last year, but Kawhi wasn't going to play. Right, These I know, but I'm saying, I'm saying yeah. that's that's the, like, it's projecting forward. Mm-hmm. So, like, if he right, wasn't right, playing, right, that's right, why right. they didn't Oh, right, right, so, right, right, right. Um, it's very I, strong. I mean, there's, there's guys on the list that you named that I that I would rank Maxi over. Mm-hmm. Aiden being Jared one of them. Jared Allen, Aiden. A couple other ones. Um, but... Yeah, I mean that's that's generous. That's that's a generous one for sure. <laughs> I, I love I love the guy, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Thank you. I I was who looking is, at your who face. Who is ranking here? Is is AU running the ranks of, of everybody? <laughs> it's just like who is it? Is it like six? Is a Sixers fan born in like two thousand five? Like what, who's doing it? <laughs> I was looking at your face as I was reading the names, and your eyes got bigger every time I re- read <laughs> yeah. a name. Yeah. I, I think I would have him ahead of, on this list, I would have him ahead of Aiton. Mm-hmm. I would have him ahead of Sabonis. Mm-hmm. I would probably have him ahead of Jared Allen. 
just because I think what Jared Allen does is a little easier to replace. But like, yeah, I think I mean that's, that's but that's it. the weird that's the weird and like deeply pointless thing about these lists. It's like you can't just in a vacuum do this. Like, who is more likely to contribute to a winning team, Maxi or Sabonis? Maxi. Right. But who is now, probably like the better NBA player right now? Probably Sabonis. He could probably do more things at a higher level, but like he, his weaknesses are harder to overcome. Um, so I don't know. I think these lists are, I mean, they fun. get a lot I of, love them. they get a lot of mileage out of them, but I think they are so deeply pointless. The Tobias Harris is the last uh, sixer on the list going that way. Tobias Harris is number 56. Okay. Number 57 is Nikola Vucevic. 58 is Robert Williams. 59 mm-hmm. is Tyrese Halliburton. And then right ahead of Tobias Harris is Jordan Poole and De'Aaron Fox. It feels That's like the right- Jordan Poole. That's high for Jordan yes. Poole. Yes. It's high for Jordan Poole. That's, it feels like a projecting forward. That, that makes me think definitely like they're, they're assuming the, the but jump why that he made last year is going like to keep going. Halliburton that low is weird. Halliburton that low is weird for sure. Yeah. It, it yeah. feels like the kind right of sort of area for Tobias Harris to be mm-hmm. in, in the Vucevic mm-hmm. area. Robert Williams, is he good? Is he just a little overrated? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Not I in mean, this was, list, just in general? I think so. I, I think not in the list. The list feels like relatively fair. I, I've never really been a Robert Williams guy. Um, he, you know, not like I'm not an availability guy. You know, you know that. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that. But, you don't care if somebody can play or not. Well, not, I don't, I do care <laughs> about it. I just, just don't think that's the best ability. <laughs> it is insane kidding. that someone would think that that's the best ability. Right. Really remarkable. Anytime anyone says it, like I want their brain to be like, like, like sucked out of their bodies because they don't deserve it anymore. Um, yeah, I think he's a little bit, I guess these things is a little overrated. I think that like him and Horford was like a perfect pairing for them because both of them can kind of protect the rim. Horford can shoot and, and has improved his his release time on the shot. So that that limits the like issues with Rob Williams. And, and like they just played a really impressive, like swarming type of defense where everyone can cover everybody and his weaknesses on the offensive end are or just like lessened by a by a talented team and 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 his his defensive abilities were were boosted because of it. So I think he's a good player. I just don't think I don't think he's like any sort of like cornerstone. Some Sixers, former the, wait, Sixers. Sorry, are, okay. sorry, sorry. The the Tobias, like mm-hmm. fifty six. You said, mm-hmm. like that's where he is. Like he's the fifty sixth best player in the NBA, which means like he made. Didn't he make one All Star team, or did he never do? He never. No, did. I don't think he ever did. But like occasional that means like occasionally he can have a good year which he did and like knock on the door of an all-star team once or twice sure but like he's the 56th best player in the nba should he be making 500 million dollars no but if he made like 22 if he made like 24 16 then that's then that's great but he's making obviously far too much for this team which makes everybody upset um i do wonder someone asked me who asked me you know what's interesting just just before you say yeah. that, just talking about salary, what's interesting is the players around him, mm-hmm. everyone's value would be different if they were making something. Di- this is an obvious thing. I just think when you look at like Jordan Poole, mm-hmm. 
Jordan Poole, if he was making Tobias Harris money, would be like way worse thought of, right? And Nikola Vucevic, if he wasn't making $35 million, which he is, would be way higher thought of than he is, I think, currently. So a lot of this, Robert Williams, if he was making a ton, you know, I think a lot of this is a function of the, the... the perception is a is a function yeah. of the salary to a certain your expectations for well. for yeah. a guy that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I just think you know, someone asked me the Tobias is expiring this year, right? Next year, he's got two years. He's got two years left. Why do I think he was expiring this year? No, time's going by. Anyway, no. never mind. He wouldn't be on the Sixers if he was re- expiring. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, so this this no matter what, I think they're going to try to move him after this year. Anyway, they don't they don't want to just like let that contract walk. You know, um, so we'll see. I don't fucking know. Who knows, man? We're the Sixers. We're just, we're just, we're just in for another one. We're in for, we're in for it. And the other Sixers, former Sixers and Sixers related players on the list. Uh, Seth Curry comes in at number ninety six. For for yep. context, number ninety seven is Kevin Love. Number ninety five is Keegan Murray. I think. Kevin Love, I would rather have Kevin Love than Seth Curry. I think right now, if they were making the same thing, I would probably mm. rather have Kevin Love. But Toss up for me. Dep- the, okay. the situation dependent. Christian Wood at number 92. Number 91 is Anthony Simons. Number 93 is D'Angelo Russell. Anthony Simons that that far, that much lower than Jordan Max feels relatively yeah. insane to me. I, I think so. Jordan, well. Jordan Poole being that much higher than Anthony Simons. I, they do the same. They do the same stuff. Jordan Poole did it on the team, a generational team, which helps. Anthony Simons did it playing alongside like Nas Little and my dad. But uh, they they're similar players, and you could argue that Anthony Simons is is better. I think he's better scorer. I, I better better passer. Like I, but my eye test tells me that Anthony. I know I'm an Anthony Simons guy, but my eye test tells me Anthony Simons is better than Jordan. Poole. They should at least be like within ten. I think I think Anthony Simons and Jordan Poole should both be in like the seventies. Christian Wood, uh, I think stinks, but you know whatever. Hey, it, it's amazing. Pro, D'Angelo Russell is number ninety three. Yeah, that, that's a win for us. Christian Wood. We count Christian Wood as a win for us. Ben Simmons is number seventy six. In between, that feels, like, that feels like a troll. Yeah, that feels like an absolute troll. <laughs> in between Dylan Brooks and OG Ananobi, uh, OG Ananobi should be higher than seventy-five. I think Dylan Brooks should be lower than that. And sure. just for comparison, Tyler Hero is number sixty-one. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell is number twenty-four. Bam Adebayo is twenty-three. Jalen Brown is twenty-two. I think Donovan Mitchell's too low. I'd rather have Donovan Mitchell than Bam Adebayo. Um, I think I'd yeah, rather I mean, have Jalen Brown such, too. My my journey with Bam has gone up. I I just was such I loved him as a the first few years in 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 the league, and then he became like this like is he, I think he was ranked over Embiid one year or something. He You've had in it his, in for Bam out of bio for a few years now. No, like the last like year year plus, I would say. Okay. Um, just the idea that like I mean he can do he can do so little on the offensive end. Like he can bring the ball up, great, but like. So can like Enos Cantor. Like it's not hard for big. Like he can make like some move more than those guys. Like you, you don't mind having him having the ball in his hands, but like he can't score. He can't shoot. He can pass a little off like dri- dribble handoffs and stuff. And he's like a, a nifty little player. And he's athletic. He can roll. Like he's helpful, but 
he's not like the 22nd whatever best player in the league because he can't do fucking yeah cj just said bam was number 13 on that list in 2020 that's insane that's insane and that's i think what it is i think like expectations of, of a player and money how much they're getting paid of uh, for a player like will just impact your perception of that player like if Bam was listed at like 38, I'd be like, he's actually kind of better than that. He's actually like a little bit better than that. And that's maybe a little bit low. But like the idea that he had, he was at 13 and this year's like 22. It's like, that's just, that's just wrong. That's wrong. And it makes me dislike him. And I wish it wasn't the case. I do think the thing with Bam Adebayo is he was on a, like there was a projection. He was on a track and it seems like he just stopped it, specifically offensively. I'm yeah. actually sort of surprised that he's not shooting threes pretty regularly now based on like what he looks like when he shoots and where his range was oh, two no. years he's, ago. His, his release is so long. I mean, it's the same thing as like Jaden Springer's honestly, like the idea of like, you just can't imagine that the way that that ball comes out of his hands and the way that he uses so mm -hmm. much of his arms to do it. It's just like, there's not an easiness. There's not a natural to it. I mean, like, you want him shooting threes like Aaron Baines is. Like you want him just be able to like easy up, easy down. And it seems like so, it's so much movement and like legs and body. And you're just like, dude, you're like 6'10", 6'9". You should be able to, this should be just like an easy little flick. But it's, it's there's so much motion involved. And I remember every time in the Heat series, even when the Sixers didn't have Embiid, anytime it was a bam jump shot, it was like such a win for the Sixers. Whether that was from like seven feet or like 18, like it didn't matter. It was such a win. Two more. Uh, Bradley Beal is at 19, right ahead of Anthony Davis at 20 and Rudy Gobert at 18. I just, how, how the mighty have fallen with Anthony Davis at 20, who at one point would have been top three. I'm mm -hmm. sure was top three on this list at some point. I think it's fair for Bradley Beal. Is it really hard to, to judge Bradley Beal at this point, given the teams he's been on and the way he's played? I don't even know how to judge him, honestly. And then Jimmy Butler at number 17, right ahead of Beal, which feels about right for me, though I, I think you'll probably think he should be higher. I think Jimmy should be higher, yeah. Yeah. I do. So there we go. So the next pod, we have some good mailbag questions, and we will have the Simmons JJ Reddick pod, which I will listen to. I have to drive to Long Island uh, tomorrow night and then drive back on Friday. So I'll listen to it, take some notes. We'll play some clips, and I'm sure it'll be... Very exciting. If if the uh, maybe uh, I wonder at what point they get into the 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 real difference between fresh pasta and the dried kind you get yeah. at the supermarket. Midway through the meal, Ben just starts cooking. He's just cooking like he does some cooking wine and you know heats it up. Maybe some spinach on the side. Very nice. Very fun. Very worthwhile. It's what you want from a podcast. Yeah, I started looking. I start, I, I have been thinking just about like what it would be like if the Sixers won a championship this year. Because mm -hmm. I watched the some of the Aces championship run, which was sick. They were a really good team. Shout out Becky Hammond for winning a championship in her first year, and the and the the parade after that. And then like I watched some people posted some Eagles parade clips after mm -hmm. going two and zero, and just some old stuff there. And just like watching, like imagining what an Eagle, a Sixers parade and a Sixers championship would look like yeah. for me. And I did think like, yeah. I'll need to be with people. I'll I'll need to be with, I'll be so scared of it, but I'll need to be with people. Cause like when the Eagles won, I was with Alyssa and Weber, which was cool, but like I need to feel, I think I need to feel like the energy of a crowd. And it's, it's right. early to start planning my reaction to the Sixers winning a championship. I might say. I would say so. I would say so. Maybe a little so. early, but yeah. I'm, I realize that about myself. Like I don't want to just like be 
then like go home and like go about my day or like run around or something. I think I need to be with people that like understand. Not that Alyssa and Weber didn't, but like, and I did cry on the ground and call my dad and cry when the Eagles won. But I think I need to be like, we might need to, we might need to say like, like, fuck it. We have to do something if that ever happens, if we're ever yeah, in that situation. I, I feel like it would be fun to like throw CJ out a window as it happened or something. Yeah, it'd be great to throw do CJ something out a with CJ. Like that's, know? that's what I'm looking for. I want to murder CJ after the Sixers win. I want to, I want the Sixers win a championship. I want to get thrown in jail. I want to get pulled out on bail just for a little <laughs> bit so I can go to the parade. And then I want to spend the rest of my life in prison for killing CJ. <laughs> That's what I, that's that's my dream. That's the goal. You know, there's a if if you're new to the pod, there is one thing that happened that is reminds me of this. You didn't murder the person, but when the Sixer did get the number one pick, you did jump onto Ike Reese's back, former right? Yeah. No, yeah. he jumped on my back. Oh, he jumped on your. He back. jumped on my, a far a far scarier proposition. Former NFL <laughs> linebacker Mike, Ike Reese jumping on my back, very near a railing. Yes, you're uh, in the edge. Xfinity Live, yeah, yeah. Xfinity Live, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if the Sixers make a run, we'll just, I'll just have to, I'll just have to fly in. I don't know what, I don't yeah. know, whatever. We'll figure it yeah. out. But yeah, for sure. I think, I, I think the idea of like, I need to feel the, the juice of, of that type of moment because we've been almost doing like too, too goddamn long for me to be alone for it, and that would mean that would be horrible. Like the, the risk is high. The risk yeah. is very high of me having like a very embarrassing, probably televised public meltdown if something <laughs> if, if it goes badly. But I think I have to I have to be a playoff motherfucker and and if the Sixers make a run into the you know conference finals and playoffs I, or in finals I, I might have to I may have to risk it all. Honestly, it would be a fitting farewell to like the lottery party to like do the same thing but for the title and then and then obviously at the end of it kill our producer and kill and kill our producer yeah <laughs> that's how it should end all right we'll talk to you saturday with the uh the results of the simmons jj reddick pod and uh and subscribe to sharp's new podcast sharp tech which is not a play on words it's yeah. just his name yeah it's a sharper image podcast yeah, <laughs> we'll talk to you Saturday. Are you down with TTP? Yeah, do you know? Like this. If you don't fuck with me, then I, then I won't fuck, fuck with you. If you don't fuck with me, then I won't fuck with you. But if you fuck with me, I'm gonna fucking kill you! That's a friend.